Welcome back, folks. At home, at work, on the road, in the air, and maybe underground. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks for coming to the podcast once again. I'm Ms. Sarah Bellum. And I am Usher Raymond IV, and this is The Read. Yes, thank you for returning. Thank you, in fact, for returning to the podcast. Indeed. Well, how are you? Doing great. Have absolutely no complaints. Nothing has ever been wrong or difficult in my life, ever. I'm still gay. Thriving in abundance. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, things are fine. How are you? Um, I'm not great. Um, but, um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Halle Bailey's new single. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's not about me, but I feel uplifted anyway. Okay. Wonderful. (laughs) What? No, no, seriously. I have been obsessed with that fucking song. It's gorgeous. And I'm just saying that I too land on clouds when I fall. That's right. Black girl with the black girl hair. That part's not... Yeah, again, I have to... <laughs> but y'all have that. It's not for me. But yeah, she's appreciating so on this corner of the world. We're going to get into that in a sec because I realized that I meant to talk about it last week. Um, just a taste because you know that we stand the sisters. We do. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's do some Black Excellence uh, starting... With let's start with Dwayne Wade. Yes. Um, father of icons, husband of icon, mm-hmm. icon living. Um, he's been inducted into the B ball hot what's this? <laughs> the basketball, all of it. Work B ball. <laughs> <laughs> Playing B ball with my friend. Did anyone black ever say that? B ball? I not that I know. No, no, I know. Is what I'm I saying. I don't. I can't well. think I've ever heard a black person say that. Like, so. I'm wondering if it's like an old thing or if it's just we never said that. I think it's we didn't say that. It might also be regional. Now that's very possible. Anyway, right. uh, Dwayne Wade was inducted into the Nice Myth Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Massachusetts. I stay close to the mic. He joins an exclusive club of 400 athletes and other contributors who made an indelible impact mm-hmm. on the sport across generations. Of course, we know that Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne Wade, formerly known on this podcast as Dwayne, mm-hmm. um, is a Miami Heat icon. Another yes. part of the reason I um, celebrate him. When I worked down to the American Airlines Arena, girl, I'm sorry. he played with he played with Shaq mm-hmm. when I worked there. What a time for you, Shaquille! O- what I'm saying is Shaquille O'Neal played basketball. Yeah, when I worked there, I recall. Elderly, well, um. He's the Miami team's all-time leader in points, assists, and games played. Of course he is. <laughs> and um, the president of the Heat, Pat Riley, mm-hmm. another Miami uh, OG and icon, said that Wade is the best player to ever wear the Heat jersey. Really? That's a high honor. 
there. There's a lot of distinguished athletes who have done. Is it good? I hope it's good. <laughs> who have uh, there's a lot of incredibly elite athletes who have worn a heat uniform. So including that LeBron is, James, that is big praise. Yeah, coming from the president. And I see, you know, I guess I can understand why he would say that. Um, I don't. Yeah, when you think of the Miami Heat, I think everybody thinks of uh, D Wade. So. Yeah, these Very much deserved. And, you know, we did used to, you know, make a little bit of fun of him because why is his name spelled like that? Yeah. <laughs> but did you see? He is, first of all, he's a junior. Like, his daddy's name is Dwayne Wade Sr. and it's spelled that exact same way. So I think I knew that. I think I knew okay. that. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, and also. I think for me, anyway, I definitely let up when I realized he was like a good dad. <laughs> the that whole Zaya thing. A lot. That helps a lot. <laughs> the whole Zaya thing That's why helped I said. a lot. <laughs> Father of icon Zaya, yeah. Kav. Yeah. The the boys. The boys. Zaire and somebody. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody else. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know the name of his boy children. No, all the boys seem like, I mean, all of the kids. <laughs> I only know Seem pretty, like, well-rounded. And I love that the boys are also, like, say anything about one of us, please. Please say talk something about my about sister. My sister. Talk please about my brother, do. Anybody, talk please. about my mama. Like, I dare please you. do it. I would please. love for you to try it. Right. I love so, it. I said, you know, a black man out here being a good father to his trans daughter, I'm going to leave him alone about that. Why? Try before the, the black best to set an I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> it's petty and it's not important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, yeah, good for him. Congratulations. Like I said, very, very much deserved. Also, uh, giving honor to a young lady named Alina McWhorter. Um, she's no stranger to making headlines and being a boss since she graduated high school at the years of 12. Jesus, God. Um, she also was the youngest person to intern at NASA, uh, and the youngest Black person to get accepted to medical school. What? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Jesus. A native Texan. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Um, a Texas girl, she is just a few months away from graduating college at the age of 14. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. What? She can't even drive. She has also somehow found time to start an organization called the Brown STEM Girl, which is for girls of color who want to study. Oh, I love that. Brown STEM Guess Girl. What? Yes. STEM. She's getting just like Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, when was this posted? Yeah, just a couple of days ago. So last week, she told USA Today, I've always tried to prove that girls of color, they can do what they put their minds to. Being able to graduate at the age of 12 from high school and going into college, I just want to inspire other girls to follow their dreams. So, hey, listen. Yeah, Alina's wonderful. a senior at Arizona State. She will graduate in December with a bachelor's in biomedical biological sciences. And with a minor in global health, which... <laughs> Why not use. get a minor in global health? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's just what you do. In May, she's expected 14. to graduate with a master's in biological sciences. So have that. Wonderful. Put that in your fucking old ass pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Somebody literally <laughs> young enough to be my child will be graduating when I do. <laughs> 
with the, the same degree. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just nothing you can. What can you even say other than congratulations? Like that. Go, that girl. is that is an exceptional level of intellect. Like that is that's something God given and has clearly been nurtured by your people. So. I mean, maybe you'll save the world. The people in office right now definitely don't give a damn. So maybe (laughs) we're turning to Gen Z. Like, what y'all want to (laughs) do? Y'all want to TikTok our way out of it? They're like, nothing for you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Not a damn thing for you, Meemaw. So. What have you done for me, oldie? Boop, boop, boop. Not one fucking thing. (laughs) Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. So. But good for her. All right, let's do some pop culture and all the things Yeah, in a segment that we call Mission Untoppable, Bed Reckoning. Mm. Let's start with, uh, as I said, Halle Bailey and her solo debut, Angel. I forgot to just mention, it was really just a quick note. Um, yes. Um, yes. More yes. And um, also, I personally love the grace and style in which Hallie chose to vocally say, kiss the blackest <laughs> section of mine ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know like, y'all hate it. I know y'all are so mad and you're literally just waiting for a reason to tear me apart. And still, I'm that bitch. I'm incredible, regardless of what you say. Black girl purr. <laughs> to some like, being mermaid, no mermaid, girl, get in the bin. I'm the one. Um, this is the reason. Yeah. Have a decent night. Um, and and to that, I say thank you. Um, yeah, that's really it. I just wanted yeah, to mention no, how much I song. really enjoy that fucking song and what it. Uh, her basically taking the experience of being unnecessarily piled on in a Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, for <laughs> playing a character. Like, well over a year, too. As soon as Disney announced it, <laughs> the whites lost their minds. Like, that same day. So, she really went through a lot of bullshit because people are that committed to being racist and... I applaud her for coming out the other side, getting her Disney check, doing her things that needed to be done, and, you know, still thriving. Did you see her and her sister at Renaissance the other day? I was just about to say that, yeah. Oh, okay. In Atlanta. I love her little short braid, I mean, little short dread. Like She had, like, a dread bob thing Mm -hmm. with a big, puffy pink. And then you have her sister who's like, hello, I'm Jessica Rabbit. Yep. (laughs) Like, <laughs> like I'm extremely sexy, and you know it. So let's just all look at me. Hey, two of us, so fine together, enjoying yeah. Renaissance. Yeah, that was adorable. Mm-hmm. I saw they were there with Maddie too. Oh um, yes, I saw Madison. I saw Candy and her kids, and mm-hmm. I was. I think I saw all the housewives actually. Oh, um, yes, they were there too. Everybody, everybody came out for Atlanta, and Atlanta showed out like I knew them niggas would. Kevin but Prodigy, I, life. I'm so, I'm so jealous. But I brought up Chloe and Hallie because did you see that video with them about the hamburgers? 
No. Before they left, they ordered room service and Chloe called down and ordered them vegan hamburgers because they're both vegan. Mm-hmm. And they brought the hamburgers up and Hallie started eating it. She was like, are you sure this is vegan? Because it's good. <laughs> and, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't. No. Long story short, it was not vegan. And Chloe cried while Hallie was like laughing at her. Like, girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, girl, you'll you'll be fine. She said she took, Chloe said she took one bite and spit it out. She was like, I knew right then that it wasn't beyond. And the person on the phone was like, I thought you meant some other brand. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious because those girls, like sisters and very close, obviously, but very different people. And yeah. you see that reflected in their music, in their style, in their personalities. Yeah, yeah, I just love them. But they also are like, they they sync together so well. Like when yeah. they're like, the, they're together mm-hmm. artistically, I mean, and like creatively. Oh, yeah, no. Just... Chloe and Hallie's music, like as a duo, <coughs> literally, bitch... <laughs> Don't get me started. I have been standing for a long time, and I still love Ungodly Hour. I still I, play Ungodly it's, Hour. It's insane. It is so I good. really, really want them to remake Untouched by the Veronicas. Mm, I don't know that. I just, I know it would slay. I just <laughs> know. You feel it. <laughs> that the energy would be what I need, and the vocals would be insane. I hope they give you that. <clears throat> they won't. You know, I don't get nice things. All I do is say nice things about people and then ruin them. <laughs> and then they, fucking and then they shit on you curse I three weeks later. <laughs> um. So, Beyonce. Right. Mm-hmm. couple things. One, I was listening to Four yesterday. Um, just in <clears throat> retrospect, what an album. So good. There's not a bad song on it. No. There isn't. You're right. But I also realized that I have not, I hadn't heard the song I Miss You in a long time. Oh, that'll Because it was out. triggering. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. But now I don't give a fuck about that. So, like, I was like, oh, my God, I missed this song. That's so lovely. Frank oh. Ocean. Okay. Okay. I thought you said it was going to, like, remind you of a nigga, and then you... It reminded me that it used to remind me of a nigga. Okay. So and then bro. I couldn't listen to it because it was too emotional. Gotcha. And then I this I just listened to it and enjoyed it because I was like, oh, this is such a pretty song. And I used oh, yes. to have a hard time enjoying it, and now I can just listen to it. Yeah. Life. I love that when there's a song, oh, God, especially when it's, like, your song. Like, oh, God, I did that with Best Part, that um, Her and Daniel Caesar, that Best Part song. Do you know it? You're my coffee when I'm in in the morning. You're my sunshine on the rain when it's pouring. Yeah. So that was my song with one of them. Sounded just like them. And then at Thank You, I mean, truly, I'm on my way to Mm -hmm. the booth after this, but... Yeah, and then after we broke up, I was like, God, that is such a beautiful song, and I'll never be able to listen to it again. But now I can listen to it just fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm great. (laughs) It's still a beautiful song. I use it on another nigga. It's fine. After the hurricane, Jasmine. Oh, come on. Now, now don't get me started on Miss Jasmine Marie Sullivan. Please. I could have drove off I-95, bitch. (laughs) 
bust your windows. Like, <sighs> but now it's like, oh, music. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice when you get to that place. And yeah, four is incredible. Incredible. If I don't go to this fucking concert soon, I think that like parts of me will just start to fall off. It's I'm thinking two maybe weeks. my like ears first, nose, then eyes. Like, yeah, you have been waiting a long time. <laughs> ridiculous. I feel like I'm the only person I know so far who hasn't fucking seen this goddamn show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know. I, I see why you feel that way. It's not actually true, but she's been on tour for so long and has been showing out in so many cities, especially stateside. I can see why the people who had to wait till later in the summer are like, girl, bring your ass and hurry up. L.A. is really going to show out. And she's doing a show on her birthday. That whole yeah. weekend, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be a movie. Which I'm like, Beyonce, you love what you do. Right? Because of all the days I'm going to take off. <laughs> like, she didn't even... That wasn't even there initially. She added that to that. She did. Yeah. She was like, oh... She yeah. had her birthday off, and then she was like, you know what would be a great birthday present? Work. What? <laughs> well, because I think she's going to take... She has a break after that. Yeah. Like, I think a week or two, and then she comes back. So, you know, she'll probably take them children and go on a yacht somewhere for a little while and rest her nerves and then she'll come yeah, back she in. So she's like, yeah, you know, why not give the girls a little something for my birthday? And then, because here's the thing, like we're all praying that she extends the tour. Um, the problem is that she can't do stadiums in the fall in the U.S. because of football. Like it's going to be tricky to schedule. I knew that. On the weekends. So we're all hoping that she goes to other continents. <laughs> yeah, aren't there rumors that she's going to be back in Europe like in the spring or well, something? I, I, don't... I, I don't even think it's rumors as much as niggas are just wishing. Yeah. Just really wishing and hoping. Manifesting. And yeah, because nobody, I think everybody is scared that Beyonce is not going to tour again for a very long time, if ever. So they're like, I need to see this girl. girl. Y'all, re- y'all think this is the last time Beyonce is going to tour, period? I think they're I think they're worried. Yeah. I think they I worried. wouldn't I mean I wouldn't gag if this is the last tour for a while. But it's also like you called this album Act One. We haven't really been given a concrete understanding of what That's right. Act two is. If you know, a lot one. of us were like, oh, tour is the act two. And then a documentary or a, a, a tour film will be the yeah. act three. You didn't mean, like, yes, mere speculation. Who knows anything? Um, but I highly doubt that this is just Beyonce being like, yeah, the touring thing, I'm done. I don't think it's it. I don't think it's it forever. I could definitely see her doing like a Vegas residency or something um, anytime she wants to. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was it for a while. And I don't know why I feel that way. I just get that feeling. So, but I mean, I've been wrong before about Beyonce. Not frequently, but it does happen. So we'll see. I'm going as many times as I can. And I've been honest about that from the beginning. Beyonce is always in the budget. Like you are talking to a bitch who literally got a whole part-time job just 
for mm-hmm. Beyonce tickets. Like mm-hmm. she has been a high priority in my life for over a decade. So one thing I'm going to do is scrape together the ducats to go see that woman. And yeah, I, I'm trying to decide. Her, parf- her parfum. I did. I'm just waiting on that to ship. Sure did. I did <laughs> Scent unsmelled. No idea what that shit smells like. I'll find out okay. when it gets here. <laughs> Hopefully Beyonce. Hopefully. Like I'll find out when it gets here. You know, I'm like, gonna I'm going to spray this and either smell like Beyonce or smell Beyonce approved. Either way, mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, I just hope it works, you know, like with my body chemistry. I hope it doesn't smell terrible on me but i bought it regardless oh, god yeah i, I bought it regardless i don't even care that's the thing about this woman like <sighs> she can have whatever she want from me and right behind her is the ivy league <laughs> coming in strong the videos <laughs> of these young like preteen girls who are like this is cute this is cute. It's fine or whatever. But where, where the actual hell is blue? <laughs> it's nice. Yes. You're cozy. Great. Whatever. My mama knows these songs. Where is your daughter, ma'am? <laughs> it's like, so cute. I love seeing is... black girls at the Beyonce show doing the choreography and in their outfits. It's like... It's so and awesome. they lose their shit for Blue Ivy. They, they love her. Noah went absolutely berserk. Like, she jumped out of her skin for Blue. <laughs> that is, I mean, like, she's their Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so exciting. Yeah, they <laughs> like, love I, her. I love it so much. Because yeah. we have been saying from the beginning that this girl we is have. a creative director, choreographer, director of photography. Not one time uh, did we lie. Stylist. Not one time did we lie. Makeup architect. <laughs> everything right. but driver. Everything but. And she could do that. She just doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah, Blue's been that girl from a very, very young. And we told y'all from the beginning that she was who she was. So I'm not I love her getting more her comfortable. Her gr- yes. And she's starting to, with the facial expressions yes. and yes. swinging her, her mother. head. And yeah. Yes. Yes. We are, I have to remind myself. The last myself, couple of shows. You're looking at an 11-year-old child. This is an 11-year-old child. Right. This is a little girl. And she is showing the fuck out. We got a letter from somebody who was like, yeah, I'm going to see Blue in her backup act in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, the hive is just, yeah, yeah. So... You know, go go see Renaissance. That's all I can say. But I, I pray that this tour somehow manages to stay around for a long time. That was all that I put in Hot Tops because I didn't care about anything Okay. Else. Incredible. Let me see. Um, okay. Uh, Tory Lanez has merch. Shut the fuck up. Merch that says what? Free Tory. Great. I think there's mugshot is on it. Which is like, you uh, didn't have to put his mic on. Why would you? Like, you made the clothes. You could have put anything on it. Let me make sure it doesn't. I might be making that part up. Free Tory merch. Oh, this is hideous. Oh, no. Is that his mic shot? I think it is. I don't really know. It's a picture of his fucking dumb face. I don't, I don't know if it's a mug shot, but that is his dumb ass face. 
Yeah. Wow. I actually don't think this might be like an album cover. Well, I mean, anyway, I guess got I, he got to pay them. He got to pay them lawyers. <laughs> he got to get something together because right now you're in the fucking slammer, buddy, and that's where you'll be staying <laughs> for. They for say that, a momento. They said that um that what you call that ruling gagged his ass. That sentencing. They said he, that he didn't that. expect it. Why expect Never that amount of time? Again, that could be. I I don't know how true or untrue that is because I don't fucking care about story lanes. Um, but yeah, he's selling merch uh, for anyone who would like to support him in public. Uh, and if you, for whatever reason, don't want to purchase um any merch from him. Or for whatever, you can buy it from a number of um, t-shirt websites that? that have already just taken the very simple design you made and placed it elsewhere. Yeah, of course. For $5. <laughs> um, but I think these people want to support Tory Lanez. Like, they want to buy yeah, it directly from him. They're not quiet supporters whatsoever. Like, it's not Ugh. like people ain't going to buy these shirts. Um, Niggas. so you know, there you go. Meanwhile, well, Megan Thee Stallion <laughs> performed. Um, what was this show? She said, "Fuck all her haters at the Outside Lands Festival." These festivals <laughs> are popping out left, right, and center, honey. all over the place. And y'all, well, they booked Megan. To which she said, fuck all my haters. None of the shit you was doing or saying broke me. She said mm-hmm. the same thing in reference to the hotties. And then requested they all place their middle fingers high in the motherfucking sky. No sexy red. <laughs> oh, I love to see Megan thrive after all of the bullshit that she's been through. And honestly, every time I think about the fact that Tory Lanez is in jail, I get just a little... A wave of happiness and warmth just comes over me, you know? It's like, it's just like a little peace, a feeling of peace. Like, mm. yeah, well, that's how, what happens when you hate black men. <laughs> I don't hate black men. I hate people who abuse and assault black women and think they can get away with it. And or perpetuate those ideas and behaviors. Could have gotten away with it had he not chosen to then antagonize the woman that he knows good and goddamn well he shot. Like, oh, look at that. You literally played yourself. He's he's a short black Donald Trump. Like you put yourself in this position. This did not have to happen. And yet here you are, and it's fully of your own accord, you fucking dumbass. Another one going to jail. Another one going to jail. And did you see that letter that Iggy Azalea wrote? Her and Mario. Yeah. Mario? Oh, yes. And mm. Steph London, too. Who? nobody what what took me down about Iggy's letter was that she she was talking to the judge and she was like I've sold over 65 million records I've been nominated for six Grammys I've collaborated with everybody from Britney Spears to Jennifer Lopez and like you I'm great at what I do and I'm well respected by my peers like who (laughs) talking about like you like the judge (laughs) 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 like bitch what do you think you're 
This is it. We're not campaigning to be number one on 106 in Park, you dumb bitch. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she said I mean, gave her res- if your resume was that impressive, first of all, you wouldn't have had to lay it out. Second, I know. <laughs> God, she is so stupid. Of all things. And then talked about how she was also a victim of abuse and she knows how misogynistic and sexist the industry is. And that's why she's writing this letter because Tory Lanez is nothing like them other niggas. And this person is really nice at his core. And I know you have a reputation for being fair and and Tory's lawyer sucks. And so, please, I just hope that you will allow him to get on out. Ultimately... I am assuming this is really just boiling down to Tory Lane's legal team reaching out to the legal team Anybody. of anyone that he calls a friend Anybody. and trying to get the, that legal team to write a statement on his behalf if that friend agrees to. Iggy Azalea probably have nothing to do with any of them damn words, but I'm sure she believes everything that was said in that statement and had it sent on over. Like she said, assuming that it wouldn't get nobody would y'all see wouldn't it. know yes. that she <laughs> agreed to let that letter go out or whatever. Right. So, so yes. all that shit about being neutral and not taking sides and blah blah blah. Girl, you're a fucking liar. If you didn't want to take sides when your lawyers or whoever the fuck are like, hey. Tory's team wants for you to send in a letter on his behalf. You're just like, I don't want to be involved in it. You sending a letter and it's picking a side. Like and like, okay, <laughs> like you you have the right to, to do that and believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. But mm-hmm. it's just funny to me the the people that are like afraid of folks knowing that they're right. supporting him. Like, because if you support him, then why you give a fuck about people are knowing that you do it? Exactly. It's like they want to support, but they don't want to stand on it. They want it to be private. Like, girl, no. Why not stand on it if you feel like that, if you really feel like that man ain't do nothing? Because you know good and damn well he did and you just on some bitch shit. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's normal for there her. That's what she does, but... <laughs> Go on and buy a shirt, Iggy, with your dumb ass. Did you see this video of Drake getting all upset with someone while he was walking through? I scrolled right past that. I said, please leave me alone, Aubrey. (laughs) I know better than this. Well, apparently the story goes that he threw uh, his face towel up to a girl in the crowd. And some, allegedly, a guy tried to wrestle uh this towel away from her there's like a clip of it i couldn't really make out much in the video but he threw a towel up there and said you know he basically exchanged words with whoever the fuck it was who was trying to yank this towel and claimed that he was going to send someone up there behind him so if you wanted or at all cared why cornrow drake got aggressive at one of his Sim- latest simmer down, shows. Simmer down. <laughs> he was just trying to protect a young fan who wanted his sweat. Okay. Whatever you, whatever whatever you say, Drake. I was just like, all right, girl. I don't for one second think that Drake is really finna go get active with none of these people at this show or whatever. Like not for one minute do I believe that. Yeah, no. I was just waiting to hear 
what exactly happened. I assumed somebody threw something at him because that's what's just been happening at all of these goddamn concerts so much so that, like we said, Alicia Keys' son said, let me explain something. (laughs) (laughs) To all of (laughs) y'all. To every last one of you bitches. I don't give a fuck how... Listen, I don't care what they're serving at the, the, the bar... Mm-hmm. Down here in the arena, I don't give a fuck how your pregame went prior to getting here. I don't give a fuck if you on edibles. You chuck a single thing up here at Miss Keys and these keys. <laughs> okay. And you're okay. getting keys. <laughs> <laughs> you better go off. You Come did on, Mr. Mr. Wordplay. <laughs> I'm cool on Drake anyway, because he did all that about Megan. Megan. And then when Tori's, well, whoever put this statement up on Instagram, he definitely liked it, <laughs> along with some other niggas who have a reputation for being horrible. So I'm, I'm super cool. I'm just super cool on Drake right now. Sorry. Somebody, I think he just had some shows here the other, like this past weekend. And somebody asked me, you oh, know, yeah, the Drake doing... show? And I said, for what? For <laughs> what? I don't think... It's not even that I don't like his music. I would probably be like, oh, yeah, I know all these songs. These are all big hits. Great. It's not even just, you know, that part either. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the concert I've literally been waiting all year to go see and how this woman has numerous dancers, pyrotechnics, flying across a stadium on a glittery horse. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) props, her child, like, show. Yeah, yeah. And I know Drake, like many rappers, is just like, give me a flat surface and a microphone and... And that's it. And 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 take your bra off, throw it up here. Except not tonight, because my son is at the show. But otherwise, please do. That was kind of funny. That was funny. Did you see that picture of him taking his son's braids down? Like, please leave that little Caucasian child alone. Please leave him alone, my God. He has one drop. (laughs) And just one. (laughs) Um... No, I did see a clip there of one of his shows where he like sat down next to a hologram version of himself and the hologram gave him a book. Which book? Never mind. It probably wouldn't be a real book. Poem. Maybe it's his poetry book. I don't All know. Right. Yeah, it's a poetry book. Maybe it's his journal. What? Like, what? He's publishing a book of his own poetry? Is that what you're saying to me? He has published a book of poetry. Is this a joke? I think it's called something like if this if there was a title here. It would be Prosecco. I don't, it, I don't, it's, it's called Titles Ruin Everything. There oh, you go. I hate niggas. And what? then they gave it to like all the Instagram hotties to take pictures with and pretend to be. Oh, Jesus, God. I'm sure this is horrible. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is so bad. I'm sorry. I do not have a lot of faith. I mean, I doubt, I don't have any doubt that it's poetic. I just don't want to. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, this could just be lyrics to songs that you're never going to put out. Pro- probably. How would, yeah. People can't even tell the difference. It's just like the subject matter. Do I want to like read poems mm-hmm. about Drake looking for the right girl with a fat ass who Ew. signs NDAs and no. playing or whatever? I don't. I'm like, I don't. Not me. No. But, you know, I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> so. 
You got to take that into consideration. Yeah. I don't want to read most people's poetry, especially not Drake's. You know, there's that too. I'm not big there's on poetry too. anyway. <laughs> like, I, I admire all writers, but poetry has to really hit for me to be into it. And I just don't think Drake is going to meet me where I, I need him to. I'd rather read it than listen to it. Spoken word? Oh, yeah. We, we all would. <laughs> we all would. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end it there. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was uh, the hottest. You said talk. nothing happened this week. <laughs> I mean, things, I'm sure. You guys can, you know, fill in the blanks and be like, hey, you didn't talk about Tyrese suing Home Depot. That actually is a fun one. How much? Why is Tyrese suing Home Depot? <laughs> Never mind. He went into the Home Depot, right? By his house. Let me look this up. He said he was in there with two of his uh, associates who he claims have been doing construction services for him regularly. One's name is Eric Mora. The other one's name, I believe, is Manuel Hernandez. Now, he claims he was down to the cashier with their lumber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed two candy bars, noticed that people, I guess, were recognizing him. Yeah, maybe the Fast family was at Home Depot that day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so he says that he told the person at the register that he was going to go sit in the car and he was leaving his card with his two uh, fellows uh, to finish the transaction. And that once he left and they tried to finish it, that they were giving the two gentlemen a hard time because they didn't have his ID. And that he FaceTime even after FaceTiming with them from the car, they still were like, no, you need to show us your ID physical. So he came back into the store. And literally, I I didn't realize there was a video because I read this happened in February. On like right. the 11th of so February. I'm like, so why is the lawsuit just now happening? I mean, that I don't know. That happens a lot where it'll be I, like, this is based on a, yeah, an event that took so. place forever and a day ago. So, um, you know, he and the other two, Eric and Manuel, are included in this lawsuit because, you know, he's claiming that they were profiling and, you know, hmm. being all racist. <laughs> and, you know, he wants one million of them things. So, the gag for me, this is what was funny to me about this, right? There's a video of it that is 15 minutes long, and it includes Tyrese talking to the Home Depot employees about why he's pissed off, why he don't like the energy, and how he's been coming to that Home Depot for 10 years. He lived down the street. Why is this a problem? Why is nobody else but this one white girl? And I'm telling you, Chibi Karen couldn't get a... When I tell you, I don't even think she was trying... I don't know who Tyrese Gibson is. (laughs) I don't know who you are or you are. Like, I can't... I'm not going to say she wasn't trying to be difficult for difficult sake or for racial reasons even. I don't know. I wasn't there. And I refuse to watch all 15 minutes of this. Right. But... It seems more to me that the energy Tyrese was giving was I don't get paid enough from Home Depot to give a fuck about any of what you're talking about or risk my job over any of what you're talking about. So go ahead, I guess. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm thinking. For me, I was like, okay. 
if I were Tyrese, I would understand. I kind of like if he claims, look, I'm gonna. He says I was gonna go sit in the car, and I told the person at the register that, hey, I'm leaving them with my card, and they agree that that's cool. And then when I got to my car, it was something else. I would be frustrated. Yeah, I don't know if I would be lawsuit frustrated or right. like I'm gonna give you a lecture in the front of the. Home Depot frustrated, but I would be annoyed. Um, So, you know, there's that for whatever it's worth. I also understand if these people are like, girl, you literally have to show your ID to anyone you give your credit card in this type, like anywhere, like across the globe. It's not even just a a Home Depot policy. If it's like, if it's like they went in there and spent $28,000, no, they're not going to just let your homeboys run the card. Like, I can't blame the cashier for being like, you know what? I just got wrote up about this two weeks ago, and I'm really not trying to hear my manager's mouth. Like, I I, 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 I agree with you. Like, I would be irritated, but ultimately, as somebody who has worked retail, I get it. Me so too. I would have just went back in and been like, girl, here go my ID, girl. Yes, like I told you. <laughs> 15 minutes ago, they can yes. use my card. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate it. And then left. Like, I don't... <sighs> but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, that, maybe it was racist. I don't know. But That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Um, but they but... wouldn't... <laughs> they wouldn't let my friends use a credit card that doesn't belong to them. It doesn't automatically say racist to me. Not automatically. Right. But I'm, I'm just... I... Right. And I mean, like, Tyrese has such a, a history... Of coming on the internet and ranting and venting about some stuff that's like, girl, this doesn't really have anything to do with all of us. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it needs to be an issue. Um, so I don't know where this falls in all of that. What I found interesting about everything, though, was that if you're claiming the reason you left the car with these people is because you were being recognized in the Home Depot and you didn't want to call, like draw attention to yourself, why come back and spend 15 minutes plus in the same Home Depot cussing these folks out? <laughs> like, those same people who recognize you there to go recognize you even the fuck right. more and now. and now they're putting you on TikTok. <laughs> and now they're recording, so... Furthermore, in the video that I saw, wasn't nobody in this damn Home Depot, so I really don't know. Like, I don't... I'm not trying to... <laughs> like... I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying I'm not saying what did or what didn't happen. I'm saying this is (laughs) interesting and funny and I'm, you know, gonna look out for more on the story. Cause I'm sure Home Depot is like, girl, what (laughs) some sister, you tried to spend thousands of dollars. He said, I I only heard about this because Dustin tweeted about it because he said Home Depot was like his Disneyland. Of course. Which is so weird. I think he said he spent over $10 million at Home Depot over the past couple of decades or so. So, I mean, I guess he... And and if, you know, you're constantly renovating your house or whatever, you're rich, whatever. I get it. But that's all the more reason. Like, I would think if if these are your contractors or something, then... (laughs) I'm just not understanding why a setup wasn't already in place for this. Yeah, maybe. Are these your contractors? They definitely got to do something now. Are these just some people you hired outside of the Home Depot? Like, are these? Do these people regularly work for you? Do they have like a purchasing card? Is there somebody in charge of renovations? Why are you even? Why do you have to go to the Home Depot with them in the first place? Like, I don't. 
Yeah, that's interesting. That There's was some things also here I don't quite understand. Like, I just don't feel like most celebrities are going with their builders to Home Depot to get stuff. Yeah, I was also interested in in why he was there with them and why it wasn't yeah. like something that like the purchase was handled and they went to pick it up or they like you say were given like a business card or something that they yeah, could just something. do with it. If you have been working with these people for so long, yeah, I would also assume yeah. that there would be Confused. something different in place for them to so now that you mentioned it, that is kind of a good point. Like, why didn't you have something like a more simpler streamlined way for this Mm -hmm. to take place and why did you spend all this time in there cussing them out um yeah but you know we'll see don't that don't mean they weren't racist they really don't mean they weren't racist because i (laughs) on top of that i was like there's you also are not going to convince me that home depots across the fucking nation don't have like history of being racist especially against latino Mm -hmm. and black (laughs) right of course of course so this one's up in the air for me it is (laughs) (laughs) it is for me too and i think for me it's gonna come down to probably the dollar amount of the purchase and the store's policy about that and i just could really understand some poor hourly cashier being like yeah like i said i'm not allowed to accept a facetime as id like (laughs) you have to you have to be present with your card and your id present in the store in order for me to i I wouldn't you're so right though if she was just doing her fucking job so because i don't remember if she's if they said out loud how much the price was but like if it was the two candy bars, then they probably would be like, okay, right. whatever. I'm but if sure you're talking about walk out of here seat. with thousands of right. dollars worth of our inventory, <laughs> right. excuse us if we're like taking extra <laughs> precaution. Me, right. the person who needs his job to live. And the person who will get fired if all of a sudden we get a chargeback from the credit card company talking about, oh, this was fraud. And then they pull the tapes and they're like, hmm. So you let these people walk out of the store with three baskets full of inventory and did not check ID. Hmm. You can mm-hmm. go home. So, yeah. oh, not to cape for a white person, but we'll we'll see how oh, how that plays out. And no, never. Ne- it's never that. But we'll see how that plays out in court. Yeah, I just think this is interesting. I can't wait to hear more. That's it. Mm-hmm. We're done. Let's move on. Okay, folks, we're back. It's time for your letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Maya Angela, who says, I am a woman engaged to a wonderful guy who is madly in love with me, and we're going to be married very soon. My problem is that I have a serious crush on one of my female friends. This friend and I met in school a while back, and I always had a crush on her, but I didn't let myself act on it because of my own shame about having same-sex feelings. Plus, I don't like hooking up with people at school because it always leads to drama. Mm. We flirted a few times, and we once had an intense moment on the dance floor when the sexual chemistry was stronger than anything I've ever had with my fiancé, to be honest. (laughs) But outside of awkward, intense staring and mutual hair playing, that was the end of it. She graduated... Mutual hair play. You know, lesbians be. Or girls. I was about to say that is such a lesbian thing. Like y'all gay. don't y'all don't play in each other's hair. I don't. Y'all don't rub each other's heads. Um. Oh. <sighs> okay. Anyway, that's mean, not. And hair is gross. It's full of bacteria. I, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna get back to the letter. Okay. She graduated. We parted ways. Shortly afterwards, I met my fiance and moved on. 
My friend and I kept in touch occasionally, and I always felt butterflies when I saw her, but I was just awkward and felt guilty for having feelings for somebody other than my man. Late last year, we ran into each other at a friend's wedding, and I found myself staring at her the entire time. That was when I realized that I couldn't deny my feelings anymore, and I decided to reach out to her to build a friendship. We've been pretty close since then, but the problem is that my feelings haven't gone away at all, so it's making this friendship awkward for me. (laughs) Was it a bad idea to be her friend? I really want to tell her how I feel, but that seems messy, and I don't even think she sees me like that anymore. Do y'all think I should say something? Should I just act like none of this happened and marry my man? My friend did get us tickets to the upcoming Janelle Monae concert, and I really want to go. Oh, (laughs) my God. But maybe this is a bad idea, too. IDK, I would appreciate y'all's thoughts on this. Thanks, my Angela. Are you a fucking Prime Video original? Bless my Angela's heart. She's going through it. She's engaged. This got to be hard. Yeah. Putting the gay and engaged. All right. All right. One more and you're out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you feel like saying something is going to put all of this energy to bed, go for it. Because it feels like you can't, like, let this go. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I mean, past the fact that you're engaged to someone else, you're saying that you're not even sure that she sees you this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly what would stop you from getting married to the person that you said you would marry and, you know, leaving your a gay fantasy where it is um so yeah i don't know exactly how messy things would become if you did say something if it were something you could say um and in confidence uh just to get it out and and be done with it but it's like would you be saying something so that you can get it off your chest and that person knows how you feel would you be saying it with the hope or desire of something mm-hmm. coming from it? Yeah. Um, I think you got to ask yourself that question. And if your answer is that you want to be with this person, I think you need to address the fact that you are already with somebody first. <sighs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. It is. Because to ask us, like, was it a bad idea for you to reach out to this girl and be her friend? It's kind of like, I mean, girl, that's really up to you. <laughs> was it a bad idea? Or is this a r- friendship? Yeah, because you didn't want to be her damn friend, fool. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You had no interest in being friends. Like, you knew when you saw her at the wedding that you still had feelings for her. And so you reached out on some friendship just to have her in your life. Exactly. So, I mean, and as far as like, I don't know if she sees me like that. She might not. But the fact that the two of y'all are going to a Janelle Monae concert together, 
I wouldn't be surprised if she did. That's all I'm going to say. Like, maybe she don't, but I wouldn't be shocked if she does. There's also the, oh, we had this passionate moment on the dance floor that was way better than anything me and my man have ever done. Yeah, way more intense. And that was just dancing. All y'all did was dance, and the chemistry was more intense. The sexual desire was more intense than you ever had with your man. I think... I think you owe it to yourself to say something. Mm -hmm. I do. I think you owe it to yourself to tell her. And if she's not interested, then, I mean, basically you're going to be extremely lucky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because then you can just move on and marry your man still if you want to. Um, But, oh, I don't know. It's, It's tricky because on the one hand, I feel like... It's really not the best idea to blow up your super stable relationship with this incredible person and all this for something that is completely unknown. But you may end up marrying this really great person who isn't really great for you or who would be better suited with somebody else. Or maybe the both of you would be better suited with somebody else because you're afraid of, you know, what might happen with this same sex situation. That's where I'm like, I'm torn on direct advice for you. I think you should say something, but I'm not sure if she's interested whether I think you should act on it. Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, are you willing to blow up your engagement? Something, right. It, you saying something has to be, it, it comes with the risk of that because there is fully the possibility that she's going to be like that. Well, let's, what do you want to do? Let's do something. Yeah, let's roll around. And then what? You have a fiance, but a good, so. Right. I think that even if you say something, because you are in a relationship, it would have to, I mean, the right thing I think to do in saying something would be to say, I feel like, I need to get this off my chest because mm-hmm. if I don't, it's always going to be bugging me. I don't want to go into yes. a marriage with someone with this if. whole what if and all this energy and all this other stuff. So I really just want to get it out so it's out and we can move on with understanding. Mm-hmm. May, like I feel like that's the best I got for you. Ideally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you also got to ask yourself like, what do you like about this this person compared to this man that you're supposed to be marrying? Like, are you attracted to them? Is there, like, sexual tension? Yes. And that's it? Oh. If y'all were together in a relationship compared to the person that you, you know, are pledging to spend your life mm-hmm. with, if y'all, what would that be giving in comparison? Would it be as stable? Would it be as... Uh, as long lasting, do y'all have as much shit in common? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the communication like in compare? Not just oh yeah, we communicate well in comparison to the other person. What's their temperament like? What's yeah. the how do they treat their friend? You have to con- It's just like anybody could be sexy, girl. Anybody could be um, anybody can turn you on. You can have chemistry with any of the motherfucker who falls out of a goddamn tree on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But you said you're gonna marry this person. Why? Ooh, come on. Ask the real question. So ask yourself these questions before you even open your mouth to go say something to somebody that you got a crush on because y'all dance. Slow dance to Usher. That was the other hot top. Her being <gasps> in that video. 
I don't know why I thought you must have been saving it for the read. I'm like, if he didn't bring that up, he must be talking about no, it later I in this. Just forgot. <laughs> No, I bad. I'm only mad that it's coming out tomorrow, like after we record, because I really yeah. want to see the whole video. But yeah. that teaser alone, I said Kiki Palmer is a fucking icon. What a genius! I'm I'm dangerously close one. to standing. Like, don't say nothing to me about Kiki Palmer right now. Don't say nothing because I love that shit. <laughs> Somebody said that your boyfriend was looking for me. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. Yeah. So shout out to Kiki and Usher, like the 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 troll of it all. But to get to get back to my Angela, um, something you said made me think of how she said that she never you realized you had a crush on her back in school, but you didn't act on it because you had shame around these same sex feelings. And so I'm thinking something else you need to consider before you come to this friend about this, in addition to everything Kid Fury just said, is like. What if she is interested? What if you, let's say you do blow up your engagement and and pursue something sexual or romantic with this woman. You're also then going to have to face whatever issues you have around this same sex attraction. Like that's a whole nother hurdle you're also going to have to work through. And so are you really willing to <coughs> risk your engagement for something that might be equally or more challenging? And it also, might be that you don't need to be with either one of them. It might be that you need to take some time to true. yourself and figure out what it is you really want. That's a that's a big fact as well. So, yeah, I... And does the partner know that she's bi or whatever she... She, my Angela called herself straight. So I have a feeling the boyfriend, the fiancé, has no idea about any of this. Oh. So, well, he should. <laughs> I think if you're going to end it, if you're going to if you're going to do something with this woman, kissing, sex, whatever, then I think yes, your fiance needs to know. And I think the two of you should have premarital counseling and this should come up in premarital counseling as well. Maybe not this specific person, but the fact that you've had same-sex feelings before and didn't act on them. I agree. And the reason I said that he should know is for that very reason. Because it's not just that, like, oh, you have an attraction to the same sex, period. You have an attraction to the same sex that you seem to have had issues with. And, like, even now, this whole thing is, like, a vortex of feelings that your man don't even know nothing about. And part of that is because you're attracted to this person that is the same sex as you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that not if you're going to stay with your partner, um, it may not even be an immediate like, I like girls or I think this bitch is fine. like, I'm not saying that, but it is going to be something that you're going to want to discuss with the person that you're going to marry at some point. Right. I mean, I would I would hope that your relationship is a safe place <laughs> to explore right. your sexuality. But when I think about heterosexuals, I realize that that may be. You know, a dream that only, you know, can be dreamed in your wildest dreams. That might be. I've been staying away from (laughs) y'all. Right. I don't know a lot about your people, but (laughs) because, you know, over here, we can talk about that. It's it's all kinds of sexualities and gender identities over here in in Dyke World. So it's actually also super easy. It might like, not be like, like that for y'all. oh my God, so confusing. What are the kids going to think? It's really not even. It's not Like, that. we just be right. it's not all watching that. Netflix, mm-hmm. going to the park, 
raising dogs. Yeah, but more than anything, even more than, you know, what you owe your fiancé, you owe it to yourself to figure this out. Because yeah. it may be that you're only marrying this man because you've never confronted whatever issues you have around same-sex attraction. And, and you that, know what? And that person deserves better than that. <laughs> That's so true. Because a lot of these girls, 10 years down the line, be like, Child. hoochie daddies. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> so it's like, girl, you may need to go on a journey real quick. <laughs> okay, before you as sweet heat in six years. Period. With your, with your titties out. With on duct South tape Beach. on your nipples. Hold <laughs> <laughs> back out. <laughs> Talking about I'm so strap a lot before right. you, before you end up. On... And listen, we live. I would love we that here for at you. Three, we if live. that's who you are, I would Which love that for you. <laughs> ask yourself the questions. Ask yourself the questions, <laughs> sister. Um, and good luck with you. That's a lot to unpack. But I would say don't marry this man until you figure it out. Please don't. Yeah. Please do not. Let us know how it goes. Our next letter comes from Jonathan, who says, I'm a 28-year-old black gay man, and I would love to get y'all's opinion on the whole gay-for-pay porn actors and OnlyFans phenomenon because it's a very confusing subject for me. Growing up as a closeted gay man in a predominantly white town made it really difficult for me to own my sexuality and be comfortable with how I represent myself in the world. Still today, I struggle with my identity and being confident enough to be openly gay. So when I see white, straight, cis men or other privileged people profiting off of an identity that isn't true to who they are, it's irritating. And when those people are called out for this behavior, they claim that they're just having fun or that we're taking it too personal or we're just jealous. Or they answer a question with a question and say, what does my source of income have to do with you? Is there some jealousy there? Hell yeah. (laughs) Because these people are being praised for something I used to struggle to say out loud or even in my own head. These people are earning copious amounts of money and going on trips to hang out with the bros and producing half-ass content. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm childish. I'm childish. <laughs> and producing half-ass content because of the false representation that they are choosing to adopt online. So is this right or should I just unsubscribe if I don't like it? Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, sweetie. Fucking unsubscribe. Yeah, I don't know that I think it's morally wrong to be gay for pay, especially if they're being open about that. It isn't. There's literally nothing wrong with it. Like, the issue is, for listen, this can be a hot take for some of the girls. Listen, listen, listen. Maybe. Okay. So I'm going to express my opinion. Okay. My opinion is too many of us are enthralled, hypnotized by the, like, hetero, like, straight boy fantasy. Is he? How far is he willing to go? Like, so many of y'all have these, like, straight boy turning them out kinks that, of course, there's a market for it. Got you. Okay. That makes sense. Like, if y'all stop giving these niggas money, then... What I mean, you can't be throwing 
I don't know, $10, $20 a month or however much at people that say they identify as straight but are willing to show you their booty hole like yeah. four or five times a month or however often. Mm-hmm. And I'm then not it's like not, not gay enough for you or you don't believe what they're saying or you have a problem with, you know, whatever. Don't support them. Yeah. It's, it's really, like, I don't... Because how you can't stop nobody from getting on the internet and, and sucking dick and saying I'm straight. <laughs> like, you, you can't... So... Yeah. Y'all be wanting to see that shit. So, like, you give a lot of these creators the avenue to disrespect or talk down y'all because so many of us are so willing to shower them in money for doing the bare gay minimum when it's actual queer identifying creators in in sex work or in adult entertainment or whatever you want to call it that make fire ass content but you rather give it to this nigga because you like the idea that that he could be maybe gay or he like fits the super dominant masculine stereotype that you fantasize in your head and so you want to go give her the coin rather than somebody that's your sister that's giving you like lighting that owns a tripod you know so (laughs) like at the end of the day me personally i get the frustration because there are a lot of these quote-unquote gay for pay content creators that say wild shit about Mm -hmm. gay people including their fans okay that's fucked up you know because and truthfully obviously a lot of them are not just gay for pay a lot of them have far more complex sexual identities and orientation and, you know, have difficulty um, communicating that or have no desire to fucking communicate that because Mm -hmm. they don't have to. They can say whatever the fuck they want to on Instagram or OnlyFans Mm -hmm. or Just for Fans or TikTok or whatever the fuck, Twitter, wherever they at. So you have to decide where you're going to put your money at. Stop giving money to to these queens that you feel some type of way about or, you know, that are disrespectful to the community that you identify as a part of or whatever. That's my my rant. I'm just like, girl, me, I'm not giving you the dollar. (laughs) It's just like, and there's no shade that at, at your ability or lack thereof in earning that dollar. I'm just not going to give it to you because... That's not my C. Yeah. I don't know that this is as much of an issue over here on the girl side of things. It might uh. be, but I don't I don't know if it is. I think, I mean, I think I if it were me, that. I'm putting myself in this situation. If it was me, I don't think I care about, I would, if if all I'm here for is the porn, then I don't really care about anything other than how good you're doing in the porn. Thank you. I don't need to believe that one day you could really be my girlfriend. (laughs) And to that point, a major, a larger part of the reason why I'm not giving you the dollar is not because you're not really gay. It's because from my perspective, many creators who identify as gay for pay, they're, Content is awful. It's horrible, yes. 
I'm not giving you my dollar because you're not selling it. Right. <laughs> Pop some Act, golf balls bitch, out of that like... no. <laughs> Right. Hello. Get on, your, get on your knees, nigga. Earn it. Like, what's, what's, what's going not, on? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's my, like, I don't really give a fuck what, who you sleep with when you're not In working. real life. That's yeah, not no, my business. Care. I don't know you. My like, $12 a month. Are you selling it? Do I really believe that you dicking this bitch down? If I'm coming for adult entertainment... Come on, say it. Entertain me. That's right. Y'all want to give money to these niggas who look miserable <laughs> while they're letting somebody, like, <laughs> suck their dick with their eyes closed, and then you mad at them. Now he got his eyes closed pretending it's a girl because <laughs> he knows gay niggas will subscribe. <laughs> like... Damn. Why? Like, I'm not gonna be mad at this nigga's lick. Still pay for that though. Like, it blows my like. That's what is. Why do you like that? Mm. It's literally people out here making porn, gay porn that is great because they're enjoying it, or at least, at least are comfortable enough creating Mm -hmm. it that they can sell the idea that they are enjoying it. They're not trying to hold back their disgust while they're doing something gay because they got to pay their rent. Why would you want to watch that? That don't make you uncomfortable? Yeah. I don't want to see porn where everybody involved isn't extremely enthusiastic about what's going on. If you look like you would rather be anywhere else... Okay, you'd rather be at the DMV on a Friday afternoon. (laughs) And I especially am not going to pay you to see it. Yes. That's me. Yes, I agree. I think, Jonathan, like you said, your jealousy is probably at the root of this issue here, that these people are being praised for something that has been a big struggle for you as far as your your sexuality and being able to say it out loud and being a closeted gay man in a predominantly white town, I'm sure made it that much harder. And you see these straight people earning all this money and having what seems to be this fabulous life while co-opting your sexuality for dollars. And I get how that would be frustrating. (laughs) I do. But I don't think, again, I don't think that's a moral failing on behalf of these people because I don't really fault anybody for doing something, um, I don't want to say ethical, but I don't, I don't fault, fault people for surviving under capitalism without hurting somebody else. So, you know, niggas got bills to pay, basically. Period. And so if you're going to sell videos of your booty hole to pay your rent, go right ahead and do that. Like, Like, I have no joke. I have no problem with that. Am I going to pay for it? No. But clearly somebody will. So get your fucking money. I think you're, like I said, your issue here is all of the shit that you had to go through and being resentful of these people who get to play around in something that is so personal to you and has been a source of a lot of pain. But that is, I'm saying this with love, that is your issue, not theirs. And if you don't like it, yeah, don't subscribe. Cancel that subscription to OnlyFans. You know, watch them videos for the rest of the month if you want to. And then move on to one of the countless queer creators out there who is putting something. Like, you, the, the girls are out there. The girls, the guys, the theys. <laughs> the All non-binary royalty. Over. Everybody is showing whole on OnlyFans. So. Like, let the fan, the weird fantasy shit, you don't have to pay for that shit. Whatever niche shit you you're into, somebody is doing it, it on OnlyFans. Somebody but is doing it. It's never going away. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's never not, 
going to be a space for mm-hmm. quote unquote straight people to show yeah. off their booty hole or stick a vibrator <laughs> up in it and let you tip it so it goes or whatever. Like there's no they yeah. they're not going nowhere. So they're not. Somebody is always adjust gonna have your timeline. A straight fantasy or whatever. Uh, is he trade? Is he not? Like there's always gonna be a a market. For people who are attracted to that, just like there's always going to be a market for people who are attracted to a, a, a trillion other things, baby. I think you just got to go find what works for you. and Barely legal girls. Okay, see, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. But Think about all the porn that we grew up on that was like, she just turned 18. Oh, yeah. And I'm and like, like, teen girls. I'm like, oh, that has always made me feel extremely uncomfortable, but... But I will say I feel a lot better about OnlyFans than, you know, Pornhub or whatever, because at least the creators are shooting their own content and being paid directly for it. And I worry less about exploitation on OnlyFans than I do on some of the bigger porn sites. And I don't want to get into like a ethical porn debate necessarily. But, you know, my rule is. Everything needs to be consensual, no kids, and no animals. Other than that, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care. I don't do whatever you want to do. Those are my only rules <laughs> as far as that goes. So, yeah. Good luck to you, though, Jonathan, um, with working through those issues because I do understand that. Me I can too. see how, you know, you struggled with this for so long. And to see people flourishing financially <laughs> off of something that has been so right. hard for you. Like, Not just like, flourishing, <laughs> but flourishing in a bag. <laughs> And and you follow them on Instagram and they going out with their girlfriend. Right. <laughs> so now you double mad. <laughs> right. And they had the nerve to put up a fucking um Instagram story press release like fuck you fags. I've been told you bitches I'm straight. Anyway, Lincoln bio. <laughs> but then what? And knowing most of them gonna click on that Lincoln bio. Period. Leave them alone. This is what I'm saying. Are men really this horny? But they are. The answer is yeah. yes. Yes. Every day. Yeah. The answer is yes. So <laughs> um, thank you for the letter, Jonathan. Good luck to you. If anybody else, anybody else, if you have a question for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Welcome back, folks at home and other places. It's time for the read. Amen. Go for it. Hmm. Well, I don't really know what my read is this week. Hmm. I wanted to talk about this story, <laughs> this Michael Oer story. Have you heard mine. about this? Oh, oh well. yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, all right. So if Let's you have been, it. if you have been under a rock, then Michael Oer, who has, um, whose life was portrayed in the movie The Blind Side, which came out. When did Blind Side come out? Two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Yes. Um, with a twenty nine million dollar budget, went on to make over three hundred million dollars. And um, did you see the Blind Side? Did you ever see it? Hell, I ain't watched the damn Blind Side. I knew from the trailer that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, I did watch it. White woman and... who scooped up a big black man from poverty yeah. and was like, yeah. I'll help you find a way, son. And then yeah. he did. Girl, that ain't got nothing to do with me. The movie definitely framed them in a white savior kind of way and made it seem like they, you know, introduced him to football and changed his whole life when 
in reality, this young man was already playing sports and was likely well on his way to yes. doing just fine without these people. <laughs> was. Um, and so just this past week, I really didn't think about it. I haven't thought about that story since I saw that movie. But just this past week... Michael I Oren. think about it honestly every time I think of Sandra Bullock because I feel like I associate her very closely with that role. Didn't she win an Academy oh, yeah. Award for it? Yeah, she did. She won an yeah. Oscar um, for that movie. But anyway, Michael has now filed a petition to end Sean and Leanne's conservatorship over him because what they actually did, <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> instead of adopting this man as he thought, was filed a conservatorship that kept millions of dollars for him while at the same time ensuring that they and their biological Caucasian children um, earned, yes, millions of dollars um, off of that movie. They have been going on lavish vacations. I think they've bought over a hundred fast food franchises. Like they have taken this black man's story, the money that rightfully should be his and has have turned it into incredible wealth for their white-ass family while not actually making him a part of their family. Right. So... One of them has a foundation. Like the Leanne, the one. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say... She's a motivational speaker and a crook. This woman... <laughs> She literally goes around and acts like she is encouraging other people to, like, do good in their lives or, like, <clears throat> spreading some kind of positivity and good vibes and, you know, posting pictures of herself on social media talking about these black boys were in my restaurant and I went over there and asked them what they were up to because my friend thought that they were up to no good and turns out they were just trying to get $3 to get on the bus and... And then I asked them to take a picture with me and don't judge a book by the cover and thinking that this is like a, a good thing to do or a good thing yeah. to be. Yeah. This is, first of all, when people talk about the issues with transracial adoption, this is one of the big things they're talking about. But it's important to keep in mind that, again, the Tui's never actually adopted this kid. And I have a strong feeling that that's because if he was legally theirs, he would be legally entitled. <laughs> <laughs> if he was legally theirs and he would be legally enti entitled to some of that money when in reality he should be legally entitled to every last dime of it because the only reason y'all have it is because is because of him and this you, they know for the you bible told us so. completely took advantage of an 18 year old child or, well, not child, but you took advantage of an 18-year-old student, told him that you loved him, you intended to adopt him, and preyed on the fact that he was missing the connection of a family, that he wanted to have that feeling, that he wanted that sense of belonging. Says so he, they basically, they told him that it was basically the same thing. Yeah. And that... The only difference was that his age came into to consideration mm -hmm. and that's why they had to call it something something else instead of adoption. Like, Girl. fully lied to this yeah. young black man who was, like you said, looking for family and belonging. So you could pimp him out for, for um, a book deal and movies and all this other shit and not have pay him nothing. Right. 
To this very goddamn day. To this very day. Talking about, like, to the point where Michael himself says the signature looks like his, but he's not sure if it was actual, because it may have been forged, because at no point would he have signed a document knowingly giving away his rights to his name, his image, etc. Likeness. Yeah, yeah. Would have never done this. And I wouldn't be surprised if all of the attention about Britney Spears' conservatorship didn't have him going, wait, no, wait just a fucking minute. Yeah, that might be, yeah, that's a good point. I, I wouldn't that. be surprised if that was what made him go like, let me let me just go in the file cabinet right quick and look at what this take is. A, yeah, just take a, a little look at this here. He was under the impression all this time that he had been adopted by these people. You can't tell me that this wasn't white people who saw a giant fucking paycheck walk in their direction and decided to scoop it, it up. You can't tell me of that. Of course it was. And what's really wild, somebody on Twitter posted this clip from The Blind Side where this woman from the NCAA, who's like supposed to be the villain of the movie, is talking to Michael Owen. And she's like, now some people might say that the Tuies are just a white family who saw a black athlete and said, hmm, let's scoop him up and send him to Ole Miss and make a whole bunch of money off of him and blah, 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 blah. And Michael like, you know, no, don't, don't say that. The Tuies ain't like that. They would never do that. And it's framed very much as like, these wonderful, angelic, benevolent white people. Oh, where would Michael Ower be without them? Like, they literally just came in and saved the day and changed everything about his life. And and now he's got this little white brother and sister and a dog. And he's just like the rest of us. And he sleeps upstairs. And we all have dinner together every night. And it's a goddamn Disney movie over here. Girl, lies and propaganda. Literally stealing from black people, literally making millions and millions of dollars off of his black body. And the fact that he says that he signed this or they brought him these papers 2004, <sighs> like just fresh at 18, I think. Like, oh my God. And this book about the story came out two years later. Yeah. To me, that says you immediately were like, oh, we're saving a black man or a mm-hmm. black boy. This is a story. Cha-ching, cha-ching. There's so much racism just in the initial thought yeah. of yeah. I and my biological children will profit off of just the story. Yeah. Where's his money? A lot of which is lies. Give him his goddamn money. I don't care how much he made in the NFL. I don't care how much he's made off of endorsements or whatever else. I don't care how much he's made off of investments. Apparently, he's married. He has a beautiful black wife, beautiful black children. I love to see that. Give him his goddamn money. That's what I want. It's really not even complicated. I want the two East destitute. Whatever they own, I want it in Michael Ower's name. Period. Um, it was interesting to me reading that, you know, obviously the, the family, this woman, her husband and the kids are repped by CAA and Michael. For what? (laughs) I mean, having an Academy Award winning movie that's based on them and then being like, let's write books. Let's go to do speeches. It's not really that hard to get. But it's just so crazy that the movie... (sighs) Honestly, it's crazy that the movie is about y'all and not about him. 
it's re- that that's what's really wild. But the idea that y'all then turned it into like even more of an opportunity to steal from him is just the interesting to me part though was that it. Michael's agent was listed as a woman named Deborah Brandon, who's a close family friend of the Tuies, and the same lawyer who filed the conservative petition. Oh. No, is that so true? they made sure that he got an agent that's their homie. You know what I mean? Just to yep. continue yep. to yep. keep shit. It's really crazy. And I feel like I also read that they claim they didn't make no money from that movie. They only made money from the book. Bullshit. And even if that's the case, Anything given you his made money, belongs to him. Anything you made belongs to him. Why why would you need why would you need a conservatorship over this man anyway? Let's 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 just go there. Why even do it? To the, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, to, why why do you still have that? It says, and there's you know they're still calling him his, their son and trying to act like you know Child. they do shit. His petition, his current petition, asks according to ESPN, it asks courts to end their conservatorship, issue an injunction barring them from using his name and his likeness. Yes. Um. To get full accounting of the money that they earned using his name. So all of the coins that yes. you earned in this all whole process, dimes. we want all of record of Over all of that. Over the past 15 years, we want all of it. And then they have to pay him his fair share of those profits, as well as unspecified compensatory yes. and punitive yes. damages. Give him every fucking penny as far as I'm concerned. This ain't nothing like, like white people being greedy and stealing. At that, I'm, I can't wait because they said... Also hear that, of course, there was no response when they reached out, but I guess their legal team is is saying they plan to respond in the coming weeks or whatever through their lawyers. Or oh, yeah. You need some time to get your lie together. <laughs> exactly. Fuck, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Because ultimately, what could be what is what is being requested in this petition? That is right. Wild? Yeah. He's 37 years old. So ask and he's. Not so, there. He so has no reported disabilities. Literally, anything like that. A conservatorship so, for what? There's literally no reason for you to even uh, like argue yeah, no, with no, no, no. ending this conservatorship in the first place. And then when it comes to giving his money for the story that y'all literally made money off of because of him, like there was he was the story. So yeah. yeah. Saying, hey, I'd like my fair share of that money is also it would be a wild thing to try and argue against. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I I will not hold my breath. I only, you know, why people don't be shocking me with that type of shit. So I'm more so curious to see how they're gonna try to spin this to get out of paying him his money. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, them doing the right thing because I know they won't. Right. Exactly. They'll be if they do the right thing, it will only be because the law forced them to do it. Because if they were going to do the right thing, they would have been did it. I could maybe see a conservatorship if you wanted to get him through college and maybe into the league. No, no later than age 23 or so. And if you had genuine intentions about it, you would have been clear with him from the beginning. Michael, we're not adopting you. This just means that we can take care of you like a parent would. We can have some sort of control, but adoption is not it. Like, you're not legally our son. That's th- that's what this is. We just want to make sure that, you know, you don't blow all your money or whatever fresh out of college. Whatever the bu- whatever the excuse may have been, you right. would have been 
upfront and completely honest about it. It wouldn't have been he's 37 years old just now finding out the fucking truth. And also, you would have been got rid of it. Ben, why is that man almost 40 years old finding this shit out? Why? Because y'all lying. I wouldn't be shocked if he never signed that shit in the first place. I wouldn't be surprised. Or if they never even told him what it was, just shove something in his face. Like, this is so that we can enroll you in fucking 12th grade or something. Like, I don't even know. It could have been anything. Like, you just never know how fucking shiesty motherfuckers can be. Like, to act, to act like you are doing him some favor. Like, y'all are just God's gift to Negroes. And you're still literally profiting off of to the idea day. that you adopted this child and saved Child, his life and introduced really him disgusted. to this. All of this bullshit. Like, everything that you have from you being able to go to places and book stuff and, and you know, and speak to people and have all of these deals, it's all based off of this lie that you adopted this kid. Yeah. And he's gotten nothing from it. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all playing a game. I can't wait to hear how they're going to lie about it. It's one thing for the rest of us not to know. It's the fact that he didn't know. That's what really gets me. Like, the rest of us didn't ever have to know, was it a legal guardianship? Was it a conservatorship? Was it adoption? Like, the details of that would, would have never meant anything to me. It's the fact that this man wasn't clear about what the fuck y'all were doing that lets me know that y'all was being shady, greedy, stealing, thieving ass trifling ass Caucasians from the beginning that you knew exactly what was going to happen in this situation and you did everything you could to make sure that you would never have to work a real job ever again off of his black body child fuck y'all oh it's so goddamn typical thank you so much and speaking of um, white people in America truly being the absolute fucking worst did you hear about this story out of Virginia? Remember in January when that teacher got shot by a six-year-old? What? That teacher in Virginia got shot in the face, I think, or something. Got shot. Um, I don't think I remember this story. Well, so back in January, a teacher named Abigail Zwerner in Newport News, Virginia, at Richneck Elementary School, was shot by uh, one of her six-year-old students. Um, and she now has a $40 million lawsuit pending <laughs> against the school board. The school board's attorneys came back this week and said that Abigail can only file workers' compensation because being shot at school is a workplace injury and shootings are a hazard of the job. <laughs> Baby. I'm sorry. I have you I because what else do you do after this? Week? Only in what? the United States of America, literally, only in the United States of America would lawyers make the argument that a teacher can't sue because getting shot at is just something that you should expect as a normal hazard in your everyday work. This bitch is not a cop. She is not a security guard at, at fucking Hermes or something. She's not in the military. She's not a reporter in the middle of a fucking war zone. She's not president. She's a first grade not teacher. <laughs> who, I know who that is now. Apparently, yeah. very, very popular. 
Lots of guns. She is a first grade teacher. Which is also like blowing my mind that we're going to sit here and be like, we're going to workers comp you, girl. It happens. A six-year-old blasted on this lady. A six-year-old. You mean to tell me... Like, we have to, we have to move past the, the incredible fucked-upness of a six-year-old taking a gun to school and shooting How his teacher. How the fuck does this six-year-old baby yeah. have a blick on him at school? And I'm pretty sure that six-year-old's mama just pled guilty to, like, child neglect or something. Because, again, how in the fuck? Duh. (laughs) How in the fuck did your six-year-old take a gun to school? And I'm not sure if the child did it deliberately or not. That's even scarier to think about. That maybe he did it on purpose. Like, yesterday, Ms. Werner said I could only have two graham crackers. And today, I got something for that ass. I just... That's not funny, but that's where we are. Like, that is this fucking country. These are the conversations we're having. These are the arguments we're having. This is part of the shit we're dealing with. Now teachers have to be expected to get shot at? You okay. didn't get your perfect attendance pencil, so I have to die. She took my hummingbird bucks, and I told that <laughs> That's exactly that what I was thinking of. Like, imagine now. Isaiah said, I know one thing. <laughs> you better go in that desk and find my goddamn bucks. Imagine that this baby is like, I did get my hummingbird bucks, mommy. Where's the Glock? <laughs> because it's a wrap for Miss Jones tomorrow. Like, what is... And we're just acting like, yeah, girl. We are living in the uh-uh. upside down. And they said... <laughs> imagine... You know uh, yes, yes. Imagine. Imagine being a teacher severely and drastically underpaid. Oh, yes. So underpaid. Consistently underpaid. At least one degree. You got at least one degree and probably student loans. But okay. Raising other people's children. Yeah. 30 yes. at a time. Every day. Yeah. Trying to get them to remember to stop putting gum underneath their goddamn desk. To shut the fuck up when you're talking so that somebody else can learn. <laughs> to put their goddamn books back in their desk or whatever the fuck it is that you do. Just the bare basics. Stop spitting all over the fucking place. Much less pass this goddamn class. They piss themselves every now and then. They're six. Like... Th- you're making thirty five thousand dollars a year to get br- sick every other week because children are disgusting, and they pass and all kinds of viruses back and forth. COVID is still out here. These kids are worse in the pandemic. They've lost their minds, <laughs> and you can't. After Timothy has for the twelfth time this week, yeah, yeah, flicked a booger. On Casey's fucking uh, shoulder or whatever next to Like the 12th time. And you have told this little nigga to stop it. You can't say, Timothy, bitch, if you flick a booger again. You can't do that. Any, in any other realm of the world, practically. You cannot. You cannot. Anybody With else? a normal, big-aged person. No. You could treat them like, hey, what the fuck is your problem? 
A six-year-old. But here you're dealing with a six-year-old and a six-year-old that ain't yours. So you have to do a little dance, Tim, yeah. like all this other shit that teachers deal with all the time. Only places they can go complain maybe is like the teacher's lounge. Oh, maybe yeah. if their spouse lets them do it. Their group WhatsApp. And like TikTok, <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. And then you got to do something on TikTok and be like, not based on a true story, but... Right, it has to be funny. <laughs> right. You got you to gotta act like you're not crying yourself to sleep every night. All of this... On top of being poor, because you don't make no fucking money as a public school teacher. And then I come to the school with the fucking the timetables, magnets, and the motherfucking the the plastic vegetables and the burlaps. I come down to the school (laughs) to do my poor ass, underfunded, non-supported ass job. And Timothy shoots me in the face. And you want to tell me, whoopsies, it happens? Everybody, everybody got it. Like, I want everybody's card. Payment information today. The president of the Newport News Teachers Union... (laughs) said point blank, this is not the military and this is not the police department. This is an education system. Exactly that. If getting shot at is a hazard of the job and being shot by a six-year-old is a workplace injury, then these people need to be paid accordingly. They also clearly need to be um, given um, bulletproof vests. Bulletproof helmets. Armor. Should they be behind bulletproof glass to where the kids can't even actually touch the teacher? Like, how far is this going to go? And matter of fact, each one of them need to be carrying hammers, too. Because why the fuck is it? Why the fuck is it if cops, they're like cops being shot at as a security guard, as a cop, whatever. It is a part of the job is to be expected. So you're given what? Mace, at least. Tasers, whatever the fuck okay. they are. Carrying their handcuffs. utility belts. Handcuffs. Uh, utility belts. <laughs> Them big, ha- heavy-ass flashlights that used to crack a fucking skull and shit. Nightsticks. So let's like, outfit them then. Since this is a hazard of the job, let's go ahead and up that pay to a minimum of $90,000 a year for everybody in the school, including custodians and support staff, not just the teachers, everybody. Bare minimum, $90,000 a year since it's a fucking workplace hazard of the job to get shot at by a fucking six-year-old. This country is in hell. It is in hell. It is in hell. And if you did not know it, if if you did not know it after that story, you for damn sure know it after these Trump indictments that came down in Georgia the other day. This last thing I'm going to talk about. Just last night, Fulton County <coughs> District Attorney uh, Fonnie Willis. Um, <sighs> did you watch this? I actually stayed up late. I did watch to it. To watch this happen. Um Trump and I believe 18 other co-conspirators have been brought up on 41 different charges. Um, And it's pretty bad. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Every last one of them um, has until noon next Friday, the 25th, in order to turn themselves in. This also includes Rudy Giuliani and several of Trump's lawyers, lots of local officials in Georgia who helped... um, 
make this happen. And every last one of them is up on Tasty. that good old Rico charge. They up on What's that up? Rico. Finna be next door to Thugger. Like, literally, that's where y'all are headed. Because, the so... So if you don't recall, one of Trump's, one of the many things <laughs> Trump and his team of dumbasses did was try to convince the state of Georgia to just lie and say that Trump won the state, even though he didn't, even though Georgia doesn't have enough electoral votes by itself to have overturned the election. Um, so, you know, I'm sure the other states, well, this is the fourth state, so I'm sure there will be more coming um, at some other point, but. Uh, the wonderful thing about the Georgia RICO law, from what I learned last night watching MSNBC, is that only two of the crimes, I think, have to be proven in order for the RICO charge to be like, in order for them to be found guilty of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and there are a lot of these. Like, there are countless, countless yeah. incidences of, like, them harassing and intimidating poll workers, like, threatening people being racist towards people, like literally doing what they could to steal the the uh, results of the election from Georgia. But what is truly sweet about it is that the RICO charge comes with um, a five-year minimum sentence, I believe, or at least five years of it has to be served and can't be probated. And Georgia is one of only two states where the governor cannot issue a pardon for a RICO charge. <laughs> which means... 41 counts. <laughs> which means that if Donald Trump is found guilty of this RICO charge, I don't see any way that he doesn't end up in fucking prison. <laughs> like, literally I'm, in prison. Listen. And this is the first time I have gotten excited about one of these charges <laughs> because this is the first time that a mandatory minimum sentence has been present. Like I said, I would never, you know, hold my breath when it comes to whiteness. I feel like white people will always, if there isn't, they're you know, gonna find a way. Yeah. If there isn't a trump card, they're just gonna make one right there on the spot. <laughs> they're gonna in, find a way in marker, in Crayola crayon. Yeah, and they're gonna throw it in place. So like, I'm very interested because this is the yeah. whole. This is such a joke. Like the whole country, like it's, at this point, it's like so you said, bad. it's hell. We live in hell. It is. We do. We do. So I'm Trump interested is, to see how they're going to play it. Trump is now facing 14. a total of no, it's right. It's 41 counts across all 19 of them in this indictment. Mm -hmm. But Trump by himself is now facing a total of 91 charges in four different criminal cases. Two of them are federal, and two of them are states. Those states being New York and Georgia. This motherfucker no is still fully running for office. Yeah. Still fully running for office and acting like he did not do one <laughs> goddamn thing wrong. He is charged, so yes, violation of the Georgia RICO Act. Um, also with solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, which basically means asking a public officer to <laughs> violate the oath, the oath they took to come in office. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. <laughs> conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. Conspiracy to commit filing false documents. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. It goes on and on. It it literally goes on and on and on. Filing false documents. And on and on. 
additional false statements and writings, conspiracies to commit election fraud. It's bad. It's bad for um for y'all's for y'all's little uh funky ass president. It's bad for him. Um and Georgia might be the I saw the um the district attorney say that she's going to request a trial date in the next six months. And I say uh, more power to you if that can actually happen. But it actually sounds like all the judges in these cases are going to have to start their own damn group chat. They're going to have to get on Zoom and be like, OK, girl, when are you when are you ready? Because we're going to have to we got to schedule this. He can't be in four states at once. Like we're going to have to coordinate all of these court dates because you have that much. <laughs> you are in that much trouble, nigga. Imagine being. Imagine being on trial in four different criminal cases and facing 91 counts of anything. Like, I can't even imagine being in that much trouble. It's like all you did was break the law. All you did was break the law. You didn't do nothing else. You woke up every day and said, what crimes can I commit? And then you got started. They kept letting him and letting him and letting him and praising him for doing it and getting away with it. And now it's like... I don't understand the... The the lawyers in this situation who threw away their whole careers, Rudy Giuliani, who prosecuted I don't even know how many niggas under Rico well, and like probably surprising. ran on it and was like as a champion of Rico and talked about how it's changing crime in this country and all this. The fact that that bitch is also up on the same charges like. Trump could theoretically die in prison behind this. Hmm. Theoretically. Now, like you said, white men do always find a way. But if Young Thug and them had these exact same charges, which, I mean, they might. I don't know what else they have in addition to the Rico. I haven't been paying that close of attention. But I say lock that putrid bitch up and toss away the key never to be retrieved. Like, at what point? Do Republicans say to themselves, okay, we have we have hitched our wagon to the wrong horse? Like, when are y'all gonna give it up? When are y'all gonna say, girl, I think perhaps we made a wrong turn somewhere and maybe we need to just stop and reevaluate what we're doing, go back to the drawing board and come up with something else? Because this bitch ain't working. Like, this bitch is not working. Like, you remember when our parents told us, like, when you tell a lie, you gotta tell 15 more lies on top of it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you're we're like untangling all this shit. It's not even just unhitching yourself to something. You also have to stand on the shit that you said and did that was some bullshit, bitch. And you already know what time it is when it comes to that. So, girl, it's up. It is up. up. And prison is not the place that Trump needs to be at all. (laughs) Most of those people have not seen pussy in a long time. And that neck, (laughs) his neck, (laughs) I'm done. I have nothing else to say. I'm finished as well. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) that will wrap up this. I told you I was gonna read them. Them white people who tried that whole black man's life and sitting up here talking about we love all of our sons. We're gonna love him at 37 the way we loved him at 17. Shut the fuck up, you lying, thieving ass crackers. Get that man his money. So you so you have a, a separate account for Michael and you've been saving all the money, like a, a giant portion of the money you've been making just for him. And Great. What, was it going to be like a 40th birthday present or something? What are you what are you saying to me right now? Do you think I'm a Shut fucking up, idiot? Bitch. Right. Do you think I'm a Shut fucking fuck idiot? 
Um, yes, follow us on social media at thisistheread, thisistheread.com, et cetera, et cetera. I want to say shout out to Victoria Monet for her new music video. Have you seen it yet? I actually It's have so good. It in it's my so good. No, 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 no. I know, first of all, Victoria Monet is a stellar artist mm-hmm. and songwriter. Um, and then I know Sean Bankhead choreographed it, and I love the song. So it's literally going to be like, it's on my list of things to watch before bed mm-hmm. on the big screen. Okay. Well, I'm shout out to one clip. Yeah. Amazing. Well, shout out to Victoria um, for the video. And she is going to be on this Thursday's episode of the Scotty and Sylvia show. And I will be tuned the fuck in because apparently she's talking mm-hmm. about um, the making of the video. And I'm just obsessed with her. I love Victoria Monet so much. I cannot wait She's... for this album. She is so fucking talented. So pretty. Yeah, really is. Her I'm baby is so smart. Yes. And she is like in an age where a lot of people are just kind of popping up and putting out bullshit and letting that be that and getting their money off of TikTok. Victoria Monet reminds me of like an Usher or a Beyonce, somebody who has really put a lot into their craft and is an extremely like well-rounded, vision. well-developed artist yeah. who is really doing some great shit. I fucking love her. That yeah, pin, too. baby, don't oh, don't talk the uh about that pin. It's hot. So I'm just such a huge <laughs> fan. I just I'm such a huge fan. I love her, and so I just wanted to say that real quick. Also, Beyonce, um, please don't fucking play with me in Las Vegas. I, I saw you give Atlanta a uh, drunken love and all up in your mind and thick. And I need you to understand that I also want those same blessings. Like I'm, I'm going to need that. So just please, I'm asking you not to play with me in that manner. Thank you so much. Um, mm. And, Oh, and that game you told me about, about a few weeks ago. Oh yes. You played Venbar. I saw you playing it. It was so cute. Wasn't it? I finished it really fast. It's not like yeah, it's not like sure. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> yeah. but it is adorable and really sweet. And I was, uh, you know, it was you were right. It was right up my alley. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. So Yay. I recommend Venba if in, it made me want to order some fucking Indian food. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it, the recipe sounded good as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're making it. I'm like, bitch, let me pull up Uber. <laughs> but it was so cool how they used like the cook book and it being in different like mm-hmm. states it like kind of being fucked up there it's kind of like a puzzle like yeah each, uh, anyways yes yes I'm not it was too much. really really fun i love that game so um yeah highly recommend but yeah other than that i'm done any other messages from you oh <laughs> and shout out to the new york liberty Ew, just beat the aces again at home period commissioner's cup bitch don't play with us eh. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, nothing. Mu- I, I'll just say it's break up with them season. Uh, and more on that later. Okay. And on that note, we will see you hoes next week. <laughs>